coffee all the time. Where do you like to eat? What's your favorite food? What's the best thing you've ever eaten? That's why we're here now. Not only to tell you what we love to eat, but where you can go get it. The classics are the classics, but I think you can even make things better when you reinvent them. We've all had cheesecake, but I've never had them like this. It sure didn't look like any Eggs Benedict I had ever had. It is something to behold. That's what I love about reimagining classics. It's just absolutely beautiful. It's way better. The classics are the classics, and they will always remain. But it's fun to add your own little spin and recreate something that everybody loves so much. So the best reinvented classic I've ever had is the churros con creta at La Casita Mexicana in Bell, California. Two, three bites, I'm in heaven. I love churros in general. Churros are like kind of fried donuts. One of the most popular Mexican sweet treats. A lot of times served with either chocolate or caramel. These little churros are the perfect size. And instead of dipping the churro in caramel, they've actually filled it like you would an eclair or a jelly donut so that they're easy and manageable to eat. And it is really, really good. The dough itself is pretty standard. Well, this recipe calls for water, sugar, vanilla, butter, cinnamon, the flour, and a little bit of salt. And now we're ready to make churros. They pipe them, the little star tip, so they look really pretty. And then you take them to the fryer. It's dusted with sugar and cinnamon and just a little bit of spice and it's filled with a Mexican caramel called acajeta. So every bite you take of this churro has the perfect combination of this crispy outer layer of cinnamon sugar, fried dough, and the inside smoky, velvety, caramel sweet flavor. And then that caramel kind of just oozes into your mouth. You just one, two, and it's unbelievable, heavenly experience. I mean, being a Southern girl, I grew up on chicken pot pie. So to make it lobster, oh my gosh, I mean, that's like over the top. Even though the lobster pot pie is a reinvention of the chicken pot pie, now in Maine, it's kind of a classic on its own. But Academe at Kenny Buckian does it right. It just doesn't get any better than that. I love pot pies, but definitely the lobster takes into a whole nother direction. I wasn't having lobster pot pie when I was growing up in Mississippi. That's for sure. Well, we want to say a little bit more regional. Chicken pot pie, you can kind of get poultry across the country, but Maine's more famous for lobster, so we figured let's mix it up a little bit. And they get fresh lobster meat right out of the ocean, which makes it fantastic. We're going to now assemble the pot pie. I think why Academ's so successful at this lobster pot pie is because they make their own puff pastry. I think that's super key. And everything they're doing is quality. So we're going to start out here with a little bit of heavy cream. These are a little salt and pepper. Potatoes. The lobster stock in it. And then you add fresh corn and fresh peas in it. Now is about the time that we're ready for our lobster meat. Poach it, simmer it in this creamy sauce, put it in the little serving pot, top it with that beautiful puff pastry, and then it's just absolutely beautiful. The best thing about this dish is the first bite. Just jam-packed with lobster meat. And you've got that sweetness from the corn, you have the peas, kind of that earthiness, real good crust, and all that cream sauce. Oh, just gives it this amazing mouthfeel of softness and crunchiness and yumminess. There's just nothing like that. So the idea of taking something that's classic, but put it in the hands of someone who's looking at a different ingredient, then you've got something really kind of compelling and interesting. 
So lobster roll, schmobster roll. You can get those anywhere on the East Coast. You go to Fish and Sausalito, and you're gonna get your lobster roll handed to you. It is a crab roll out here, ladies and gentlemen, and it is fantastic. Lots of delicious Dungeness crab piled high on a toasted bun. It is something to behold. Fish is one of those great restaurants. Not only has a great menu, but also a conscious on top of that. It's an ecologically sustainable fish restaurant. We choose to use Dungeness crab meat, say over lobster, because it's a local item. Dungeness crab is one of my favorite ingredients, being a chef here in the Bay Area. It's all West Coast sourced, it's all fresh. And besides the fact that it tastes absolutely amazing. I remember the first time I tasted it, I was blown away. It's not junked up, there's no mayonnaise, there's no tomato, it's just indulgent crab. We start with the crab, obviously. We cook it in a boiling salted water, rinse it, and then start to crack it. And then we're left with the crab meat. It is crab, crab, and more crab. Organic butter, some chives, some salt, piled high in a homemade toasted bun. It's fabulous. And here it is, the fish's crab roll. Take that, lobster roll. So you order at the counter, you get a number, and you go outside of these cool picnic tables right on the water, and you taste it, and it's like buttery ocean. It is insane. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, take a look at that. Homemade sourdough bun, right, and a big pile of delicious Dungeons crab meat. Lots of fresh chive. Mmm, that is awesome. Delicious, moist, fresh crab. It will permanently haunt you for the rest of your life. I'm from England, right? There's nothing more classical, especially in England, than a deviled egg. Made the originals thousands of time, but never really thought about changing it up. So the dish I want to talk about are devilish eggs from founding farmers in Washington, D.C. Eggs have never been so good. I mean, founding farmers. I looked at the menu, and it was like a Belisha beacon. Devilish eggs. You can get a sampler where it has four different types of deviled egg. We've reinvented the classic recipe by adding some crab meat, some lobster, and a little bit of smoked salmon in some of them. Try them all or just try one. I never expected it would be that much better than my classic deviled egg. First thing we're going to do, obviously, is you need to hard boil an egg. When they boil the egg, they remove the yolk. We're going to add some sour cream, mayonnaise, celery, salt, black pepper, Old Bay seasoning, very popular here in the Mid-Atlantic region. They mix it all up. That's when the magic happens. We have some fresh crab meat from Chesapeake Bay. We're going to add a little bit of founding farmer's Louis dressing to that. And this Louis dressing, there's something special. I don't know what it is. We do have a little bit more of a zing in it here. It's mayonnaise, chili sauce, lemon juice. There's some onion and some caper in there as well. Yeah, the classical egg. We've got our prep devilish egg mixture. And we're just going to pipe it right inside. Now we'll make our crab. And now that we've got our egg base in there, we're just going to take a little bit of uh, our crab meat that we tossed in our Louis dressing earlier. It's got great flavor. And here again, we have our freshly cooked lobster tail tossed in our Louis dressing. It's absolutely amazing. And then this smoked salmon. It doesn't get any better. And there you have them. Founding Farmer's Devilish Eggs. My favorite thing about this dish is everything. I get the texture of whatever it is. If it's the celery, if it's the lobster, I get this creaminess and the sweetness of the sauce. The crab has got a, a beautiful, clean ocean taste, and the salmon is a little salty. The mayonnaise rounds it all out nice and softly, and then I wash it down with a good old glass of beer. And if that doesn't get you going, I don't know what will. 
So money may not grow on trees, but clearly cheesecake lollipops do. The dish that I want to talk about is the cheesecake lollipop tree at David Burke's townhouse in New York City. It's unique and delicious. <laughs> of course, we've all had cheesecake, but I've never had it on a stick before. It comes in this tree, and there's also bubblegum flavored whipped cream that you can dip your cheesecake into. It's wild. They start with making a nice New York style cheesecake. What I love about this is that it's not just the novelty of it. It's actually good cheesecake. You want to get nice and chilled, and then you just make little truffles. And then we'll put a stick in them, and then we'll dip them. So this is the three chocolate tuxedo. Which is the most difficult because it's got three dips. White chocolate, dark chocolate, and milk chocolate dipped in peanut crunchies. Second one is the top hat, dark chocolate dipped twice, so it's got a nice crunch. And then it's coated with toffee pieces. And then there's the cherry pink cashmere. And that's white chocolate, pink chocolate, and dried cherries and pistachio. And then we have a little surprise. This is whipped cream made with a little bubblegum essence. Doesn't that sound like fun? It's great. When this tree first starts coming out, you're kind of like, what is this monstrosity coming across the room? And then it's put down in front of you like, oh my God, what is this? You take a bite and you get the beautiful creamy texture of cheesecake with the chocolate as well as all the other flavor components. And imagine then dipping it inside whipped cream that tastes like bubble gum. You taste this stuff and you expect to be chewing it for a long time, but it's whipped cream. It just kind of dissolves in your mouth. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. There's something to be said for the old, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But sometimes it's not being fixed, it's just being tweaked. That just makes something that's so perfect even better. What I'm talking about here is the Pork Belly Cubano at Bunk Sandwiches in Portland, Oregon. This is like a redo, way better. Classic Cubano, two cuts of pork, ham, pork loin, pickles, cheese, and mustard. Our take on the sandwich is that we use uh, pork belly instead of roast pork. The thing about pork belly is when you cook it over a long period of time, that fat bases the meat and uh, just makes it really tender, really luscious, delicious. It just makes the sandwich go from here to here. We start off uh, by uh, curing the pork. It's a mixture of salt, sugar, grind a little garlic, fennel seed, black pepper, chili flake, nutmeg, and then we're gonna also add a little bit of bay leaf to that. Once that cures for two days, then he slathers it with molasses and slow roasts it for multiple hours. After we roast it, we just kind of pull it out, uh, let it cool down overnight. And then you get that fatty rich goodness, and then you could start making your sandwich. So this is our uh, French roll that we're gonna use. Mayo, mustard. Then I give it a little bit of hot sauce. Cheese, then you got your ham, and your pork belly, and your pickles. Oh, get in there. Butter it, then you press it in the panini press. Sandwich is cut and out it goes. You take that first bite, boom! The flavors explode. It's rich, you have acidity from pickles, you have the spiciness of the mustard. It goes off like fire alarms in your mouth. It, it's crunchy, it's gooey, it's the pork belly that changes it. I truly love pork belly. This is perfect, perfect Cubano. I love when food surprises me. You have this image of what the dish is gonna be, then it's presented before you, and, it, and it's, it's wacky, it's crazy, but I love it for it. When it comes to a reinvented classic dish, it has to be the fish taco at the California Modern Cuisine Restaurant at George's at the Cove in La Jolla, California. Their interpretation of the fish taco is out of the ballpark, man. Another stratosphere. 
at the California Modern, on the menu it says fish taco. Too hard to explain. You just have to try it. It's that unique and it's that much of an experience. And then you, when you have it, you know what he's talking about. But fish taco traditionally has tortilla on the outside, fish that's battered on the inside with a cabbage slaw. They have taken the whole fish taco concept and taken it to the next level. We took all the elements of a traditional fish taco and broke them down into their individual components. You start with yellowfin tuna. That is going to be the tortilla element of our taco. We cut that, pound it out a little bit, make the disc. We lay our disc of tuna on top of crushed corn nuts. It kind of creates that tortilla texture and flavor. They take all the excess pieces that are left over from the slices, they chop it very finely and make a tartare. The tuna is mixed with some jalapeno aioli. Really sort of spicy, creamy mayonnaise. It is put inside the, the tuna disc. The two components are squeezed together to create that taco shape. And then that's leaning up against this crispy fried avocado. This is the part of the taco that we decided to emulate the fish being beer battered. And then the dish is garnished with a little bit more jalapeno aioli, cilantro blossoms, uh, lime segments, a little bit of shaved cabbage with some radish, a little more crushed corn nuts. Once you put together all of those components, it's something that's truly magical. You got the creaminess from the aioli, you have the, the meatiness from the tuna, the crunch from the corn nuts and the batter, and a really refreshing touch at the end with the cabbage and the radish. And it really reminds me of a traditional fish taco. It's just the best reinvented classic I've ever had. I'm a decent home cook, but I'm not ready to get into this stuff. This is crazy land. For me, the best reimagining of a classic dish is the Eggs Benedict at WD-50 in New York. If you closed your eyes and someone put a forkful of this stuff in your mouth, you'd think you were eating absolute perfect Eggs Benedict. But if you open your eyes, you'd think that somebody took an Eggs Benedict and put an M80 in it and blew it up. Which begs the question, why do it? Why not? The first time I ever had this dish, I didn't know what to expect. It sure didn't look like any Eggs Benedict I had ever had but it tasted fantastic. I think a little discovery, a little humor, a little whimsy, it makes fuller, more fun experience. Just like everybody's Eggs Benedict, Wiley Dufresne's Eggs Benedict is indeed an English muffin, eggs, Canadian bacon, and hollandaise. Just put together slightly differently. And the first step of that is uh, obviously making a classic hollandaise, egg yolks and butter, a little bit of lemon juice and some salt. But in order to turn hollandaise sauce into something you can deep fry, first, he has to add these ingredients to it that turn it into a gel. Using two different gums, a starch called Ultrasperse M and some sodium hexametaphosphate. I can see how hexaphosphate might not immediately sound delicious, or for that matter, Ultrasperse M. <laughs> but ultimately, the end result that you get is interesting, beautiful, and tastes great. He puts an English muffin breading on the outside of that cube. Then he takes that and he deep fries it. The outside becomes crispy, and the inside is still gooey, delicious, creamy holiday sauce. So now we have to make our eggs. He takes the egg yolks and slow poaches them so that they come out in sort of like a jelly form. And then our Canadian bacon. We've shaved it on the slicer, paper thin, and then we just baked it in the oven until it's crispy. There's also a little bit of a black salt, and then there's tiny pieces of chive. And there you have it, Eggs Benedict. Voila. Look at that. You take your fork and you touch that cube of hollandaise and it's crispy on the outside. And then you break it open and the warm hollandaise gushes out onto the plate. You take a bite of egg yolk, get a little bit of the crispy English muffin breading, or a little slice of Canadian bacon. And I'm telling you, when you put that bite in your mouth, it tastes like you're having just the most delicious classic Eggs Benedict you've ever had. Mmm, delicious.